You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. In Vancouver. It's like having a clown in your head.
Hi, everybody. Hyvä ilta. Now you're on the trolley. And a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. It's time for Exploding Head Movies. And this is your cinematically inspired program found here on Vancouver's Bees Knees of a campus radio station. Along with being a community radio station, too. This is CITR, your voice of the University of British Columbia, 101.9 FM. Our FM transmitter is working again in contrast to last week, as is most of the computers in Studio A here. So, we yet again broadcast an average of 1,800 watts from the traditional, ancestral, and unseated Musqueam territory from the student nest on the Point Grey campus. And our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland and the Hunkamanian-speaking Coast Salish peoples. From Lions Bay to Bellingham, Washington, west past this point, Gray, and then dipping south across the Salish Sea. And then heading east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space for as long as this planet and this station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. Our signal dives down well into the underground from where we come from and from where all good things bubble up. Telesatip subscribers can tune in to CITR on their television sets on channel 7023. At least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else, the internet takes you. Find us on the web www.citr.ca. There you'll see the Exploding Head Movies show page. It contains track listings and downloads for this episode. Once a live broadcast is done, and you can also find most of our recent episodes going back to 2014, and then a bit of a hodgepodge hunt for everything going back to 2008. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Music, though it seems to be having some issues along with some of the other CITR programming as of late, but if you subscribed already, it should still work and should still be updating. But we're definitely working on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosave, and Stitcher, Spreaker, and various other services. All for those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I know me onions, at least for the next two hours, so dash me optics, and let's decorate the mahogany. You should receive your complimentary and newly regulatory cat's pajamas in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, that's just applesauce. Horse feathers, in fact. Phone number for the station, for those who are listening live, just use the blower, 604-822-2487 in T9. After the area code, it's UBC, C-I-T-R. To keep you short and sweet and to the point, since this is a single-person operation, obviously still flicking some dials and levers here to make things work eventually, but somehow sounds are being heard. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Moves is on Facebook, and it's a good name on Instagram. It is Myopic Man on Mastodon. It is 100Air, A-I-R-E, at mass.to. So hopefully you're having a pleasant Monday. It's always great to hear some live acts in the station here. Start off with Roger Whitaker, and off of 1971's Roger Whitaker Sings, we heard Mammy Blue. Originally, it was a French song by Hubert Giraud for the act The Pop Tops. Should have looked up actually what it was in French, but here we are. Uh, Roger Whitaker, born in Nairobi to English parents, famous crooner, 
whistler, a baritone, a yodeler, and otherwise a folky. For some of us of a certain generation, we're used to all his TV ads, almost acting as a bit of a precursor what KTEL did or anyone else that did a phone-in to get a record. Because Roger Whitaker had to do that for his career. Dropped by his label. So he went directly to TV. Sold over a million records that way. Last, Roger Whitaker died on September 13th this year at the age of 87 at a hospital near Toulouse, France, where he had retired with his wife. And that song, Oh Mammy, Mammy Blue, appeared on the soundtrack to the 2018 film Roma, directed written by Alfonso Cuaron. And for the directing and cinematography, he won Oscars in 2019. And Roma also won Best Foreign Language Film. We talked about that in episode 445 from February 2019. And in the background, messing with the levels. From the re-released version of their 2009 album, As Seen Through Windows, which came out this year through Niles Frum's label Erased Tapes. This is Bell Orchestra with Open Organ. 2023 is about to draw to a close here, but if we turn back the calendar 100 years to 1923, we reach, start reaching that point now where we can actually dip into older film soundtracks, even though obviously still mostly on the silent film front. But plenty of music stemmed from these films, so we'll play a little bit of a centennial thing. Not for any particular reason except for the calendar thing. So along with some uh, recordings off of various 78 RPMs, we have some of the soundtracks to these silent films and primarily we'll focus on Charlie Chaplin's own score to his 1923 short, The Pilgrim. But uh, we'll start off with talking about some of the live music here in Vancouver this week in the year 2023. And Depeche Mode is playing Rogers Arena this Friday, November 24th as part of their Memento Mori tour. It's part of the album of the same name that came out this year. Doors are at 6.30, shows at 7.30. Opening for them are the Young Fathers. And tickets are still available through Ticketmaster. Just got to spend over a century on that. And then there are their appropriate service charges. And this is the duo now, since uh, Andy Fletcher recently passed away. So it's just Martin Gore and uh, Mr. Gahan, Dave Gahan. And Depeche Mode have had a mark on culture, although this year there were plenty of covers of Depeche Mode that have come out. Uh, maybe I'll say in the past 12 months or so, since some came out in the latter part to 2022. So local acts like Buttless Chaps and Louise Burns did their own versions of some of the Mode's music. But we'll go to Edmonton for this faithful and short version done by the Signets. They disbanded recently, but they uploaded most of their archives onto Bandcamp. And it continues on with what we associate with Depeche Mode, gloriously dark synth pop. And the original version of this appeared on the 1983 album, Construction Time Again. So yeah, going back 40 years, but this is from 2022's album covers. Here are the Signets with their version of Everything Counts. And you're now listening to Exploding Hit Movies, broadcasting live from the realms of Studio A. That radio station that goes for a drive. As your best friend, this is CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
Renaissance Opera presents Indie Fest, a fiercely modern celebration of innovative ideas in the performing arts and the indie artists who imagine them. Showcasing genre-defying works, collaborations, and immersive experiences, this year's Indie Fest will explore the theme Future Mythologies by empowering artists and viewers alike towards a new, hopeful future. Running from November 17th to the 26th across six venues both in Vancouver and online, you won't want to miss these performances. To explore further and purchase tickets, visit indiefest.eventbrite.ca.
original version of that song can be heard on uh, the 2023 album Memento Mori. That was Depeche Mode, but we heard the Wet Leg remix of Wagging Tongue. Wet Leg, great new duo out of England. Latest album is still their 2021 self-titled debut. You can definitely hear their voices infect what was going on. Again, Depeche Mode play Vancouver's Rogers Arena this Friday, November 24th. Doors are at 6.30, shows at 7.30, opening for them as Young Fathers. Tickets are available through Ticketmaster. They cost some money. I'm curious to see how Depeche Mode now are like as a duo. Behind me from Glendale, California, at least some part of California. Glendale may be where the label is associated with his recital records. This is Autumn Fair, and off their self-titled album from 2022, this is Three Pastorals. Hopefully, you're having a decent autumn or fall. Mindful of a certain holiday that is looming five weeks from now. But, of course, for any American listener right now, Thanksgiving is coming up. Busy time for a lot of travel and whatnot, but otherwise, things are out elsewhere but yeah somehow all this time we've managed to dodge the usual november storms of course it's the 20th of november we still got another 10 days here don't want to jinx it but no major cold snaps a little bit of rain here and there but we'll leave the weather forecasting for other shows also in town this week is skinny puppy they're playing two nights at I didn't write this down. Good job. I think it's the Commodore Ballroom, but I will verify afterwards. And it's this Thursday and Friday, November's 23 and 24th. Guests include lead or led into gold. Led into gold sounds better because that's more alchemy related. Previous parts of this tour, which is known as When Nothing Is True, Anything Is Possible. Other classic industrial acts of the 90s like Frontline Assembly have helped out just shows you kind of how the Vancouver scene had sounded and honestly was kind of my exposure to what Vancouver could sound like. Tickets are still available through Ticketmaster. The Thursday show, tickets start at $97. The Friday one, for some reason, $75. So I suspect one is sold out, the other one's not. So you get the resale market. But both nights are 19 and older. And of note, this is Skinny Puppy's final tour. After the Vancouver dates, they have some more in San Francisco, Anaheim, and Los Angeles. We'll go off a 1996 compilation called Brap, Back and Forth, Volumes 3 and 4. Your Skinny Puppy with Jackhammer.
obviously you said it was a sound soundtrack. Now it's time for an update from the Exploding Head Sports Desk. Forty-seven, seventeen, twenty-eight, twenty-four, and negative three percent sign. Ooh, something got garbled there. Pro bono. You work hard, day, so you deserve. 
Lonely Island joined by Sia off of the soundtrack to the 2019, uh, some people would say comedy special, but uh, Lonely Island called it visual poem. Off of the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience, we heard Oakland Nights. Directed by two-thirds of Lonely Island, Mike Diva and Akiva Schaefer, and Schaefer stars along with Eddie Samberg as the home run hitting duo of the late 80s, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire of the Oakland Athletics, otherwise known as the Oakland A's baseball team. Out of the background, this is Winnipeg-born, Winnipeg Toronto-based composer Michael Dana. From his score to the 2011 film Moneyball, this is The Streak. Directed by Bennett Miller, based on Michael Lewis's 2003 book Moneyball, The Art of Winning an Unfair Game. Starring Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. About the 2002 season where the Oakland A's general manager, Billy Bean, was dealing with a limited budget to build the roster. So he pivoted from old school statistics and scouting into the now modern sabermetric talent evaluation tools. Since then, Oakland A's have mostly have been still retaining a limited budget. They've had decent success here and there. But, well, Bean is still there. But that's not going to be the case in Oakland very soon because the Oakland A's announced that they'd like to move to Las Vegas for the 2028 season. The rest of the Major League Baseball owners agreed. And yes, a lot of animosity towards the current A's owner, John Fisher, heir to the gap. Widely disliked for his efforts or lack thereof to keep the baseball team there. And this is the first move in Major League Baseball since my beloved Montreal Expos left for D.C. over about 20 years ago. Of course, not sure where the A's will play after 2024 since the Coliseum lease is up then, but, well, they have three years to figure it out. It might turn into like a roving team like the Blue Jays did for a bit during the pandemic. So, mysteries abound to what's going on, but Coliseum was definitely not showing its age well terribly renovated to try to keep the football Raiders, who also left for Vegas recently. Of course, they tried finding new locations around the Bay Area, but the San Francisco Giants mostly blocked them. And somehow, despite a lack of stadium designs for Las Vegas and apparently funding, the move is underway. So, let's see what happens, but sad times for Oakland, because they also lost the Bay Basketball Warriors. They moved across the Bay to San Francisco. So, Proud town, losing all its sports. But then again, they cost hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions now, for what? Anyway, since we're playing Moneyball, let's actually start looping that again, since apparently I'm talking a lot here. Could have gone with a longer cue, but 
Here's Michael Dana again. We profiled Moneyball as part of an overall Dana Brothers profile since Jeff Dana also writes film scores and sometimes they work together. Back in Exploding Hand Movies episode 86 from October 2011. This goes back to the time when this show was 90 minutes and some listeners are like, yeah, that was enough. What's this two-hour business here? At the time, it was nominated for six Oscars. Otherwise, as baseball goes, we did a recent episode tied to Field Dreams. If you look up episode 598 from April last year, you can experience that. And uh, a pretty raucous episode there since we apparently talked about champagne, Satanism, the Stonewall Uprising, Chaos 3, LSD, El Nino, True Crime, and Rosa Parks. That sounds even crazy from my show. Apparently, that's what's listed in the podcast feed. It must be true. Anyways, yes, this is Exploding Head Movies. Here on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, we got new music here from Galarissa. And uh, the target audience for this is a little different right now, because this is actually aimed specifically for one toddler, and that would be a nephew of the Vancouver Act. Galarissa's kind of pivoting with regards to the music that she's making right now. She's no longer with Mint Records. And the music that she's basically aiming for, just chasing her own muse, as it were. Though there's talk still that the pop side of that, which means Galerisa could pop up now and then for the odd single or collaboration, she's done with acts like Devours. But her new album is Synthesized Lullabies, Perfect for kids of various ages. And you'll find this song here. Here's Skelarissa. I was going to say the word in Finnish, how you could translate it as, but it's announced as English. Even though part of this was recorded in Sointula, the great Finnish exclave on the north part of... I'm going to say exclave in quotes. It was not really part of Finland, but a lot of Finns were there. The northern part of Vancouver Island. But anyways, Skelarissa was swimming.
Join me, Audrey, for Tea Dreamy every Sunday from 6 p.m. till 7 p.m. Greg Araki's Fever Dream. Tune in for shoegaze, synths, and some lo-fi sweetness. Beverly Glenn Copeland from this year's album, The Ones Ahead. She came out through the transgressive label we heard, Lakeland Angel. Just think, back in the late 60s, early 70s, Glenn Copeland was uh, making folk music and appearing on Sesame Street, but then found synths in the 80s 
a whole made a whole bunch of new age records that only a few people heard until about 10 years ago where some Japanese cassettes existed and everyone's like who's this and then suddenly a career has reblossomed behind me this is Ahmad Jamal and off the 1961 album Ahmad Jamal's Alhambra named after his own club in Chicago as evidenced by the applause we heard we heard some live bits here there's Ahmad Jamal on piano Israel Crosby on bass and Bernal Fournier on drums with their version of Autumn Leaves up next, new music from Arlo Parks, the London singer-songwriter with Nigerian, Chadian, and French ancestry, born Anais Oluwatoyan Estelle Marino. She won the British Mercury Prize in 2021 for her prior album, Collapsed in Sunbeams, and her new album takes its title from a quote from the 2019 film, The Souvenir. It's called My Soft Machine. And this is where that album you'll find, and somewhere that sentence makes sense. On that album, you'll find this song. Here's Dog Rose by Arlo Parks. Jump in the tide, stars and feeling hot. 
I'm Walter Cronkite. I'd like you to hear something. They're radio ham, amateurs, giving of their own time and spending their own money. CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Your volunteer-run station. They're just two average guys who saw the need and volunteered. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies. Mondays at 7. The kiss of wind upon your lips The sweetest touch I manage yet So if you wanna make 
Going back a couple years, 2021, off of the Ho 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 Canada Volume 13 compilation, featuring all manners of Canadian holiday music since a particular holiday is now just 35 days away. Done by the line, a best fit blog. That was Vancouver's Kylie V and their song, November. Since then... Kylie V put out an EP in February called The Runaway. And a new single called Anomaly came out a couple weeks ago. So I think I shared something off The Runaway earlier. Anomaly. I can almost say that. Anomaly. Well, I'll dig that up and share it with you. But it's on their bandcamp, Kylie and the letter V.bandcamp.com. And yes, November, referring to the fact that sometimes you now, or Sometimes, no, now you have to prepare for the holidays well in advance based on the realities of modern living or seemingly you can't rush to do, or to do everything. You have to start thinking about those holidays already. To the point, I have to start thinking about holiday episodes since I got pre-recorded. And in light of the recent death of Angelo Badalamente of Twin Peaks fame, well, he did the soundtrack to National Lampoon's 1989 film Christmas Vacation. So we'll try to cue that up. In the background, this is new music from Joseph Shabison. Although this looks like a prime candidate for me to loop, since there's a lot to talk over here. Off new album, Welcome to Hell, which rips on a 1996 skateboard VHS by Toy Machine. This refers to the main person behind it. This track is Ed Templeton. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM, Van- FM in Vancouver. Broadcasting. From low levels of the student nest at the Point Grey campus of the University of British Columbia on the unceded Musqueam territory held by the traditional ancestral folks of Musqueam people. If you can't listen to us on the Crystal Wireless, we do stream on Telesoptic on channel 7023, at least in Western Canada. Otherwise, we're streaming live. For those times when the FM tower does have its issues, just go to www.citr.ca. If not, we're also available as a podcast 
which you're either listening to on your device or then through some other mechanism that I cannot describe in complete detail since clearly you know what you're doing. I barely know what I'm doing, but somehow you're listening, so thank you. All right, bring that back up again. Because we'll talk about some of the soundtracks available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. So do note that a good many of these may be out already. They'll be coming out in the next couple days, so nothing adheres now to the Friday release schedule of the past. So do check with either your favorite record store or where you find your music online. And this list comes from the websites filmmusicreporter.com and soundtrack.net. As new releases go, the video game Assassin's Creed Nexus. It's scored by Chris Tilton. It's coming out through Ubisoft. Or then again, it may be out already. John Medeski scores Nathan Fielder's interesting project called The Curse. This TV series soundtracks out through Milan Records. If we're talking Christmas, well, the film Dashing Through the Snow, its soundtrack by Christopher Lennertz is coming out through Disney. Haim Mazzara's music from Desperation Road is coming out through Gardner Recordings. Owen Pallet, formerly of Final Fantasy, his score to Dream Scenario is coming out through A24. The video game Earth Revival, scored by Benjamin Walfish, it's coming out through Dubois Records. Robert Aiki Aubrey Lowe's music from Grasshopper Republic is coming out through Invada. Takatsuku Muramatsu's music from In Love and Deep Water, it's coming out through Netflix Music. They're also putting out Juan Luqui and Gustavo Santolaja's score to the miniseries Liebeskind. Music on Vinyl is putting out the vinyl version of that. Loki Season 2, Volume 2, featuring the last three episodes, episodes 4 through 6 of Season 2. Scored by Natalie Holtz, coming out through Hollywood Records. Leonard Bernstein is entering the conversation again since... Bradley Cooper is doing a biopic about him. It's called Maestro. La Bernstein's conducted music is coming out through Deutsche Grammophon. TV series Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. It's scored by Leopold Ross, brother of Atticus Ross. Now of Trent Reznor's Nine Inch Nails fame. That's coming out through Milan Records. They're also putting out Ryushi Sakamoto's score to Monster. So a bit of a posthumous release from the Japanese composer. Napoleon, scored by Martin Phipps. That's coming out through Sony Masterworks. Amy Doherty's soundtrack to Please Don't Destroy is coming out through Backlot Music. Anthony Will's score to Saltburns coming out through Milan Records. The TV series and anime Scott Pilgrim takes off. It's scored by Anna Managuchi and Joseph Trapanese. It's coming out through Lakeshore Records. And the new Disney film Wish. It's scored by Dave Metzger. With songs by Julia Michaels and Benjamin Fish. Right, Julia Benjamin Rice. I'm getting all my Benjamins mixed up here. Benjamin Rice and Julia Michaels' songs. Dave Metzger scored Wish through Walt Disney Records. On the re-release front, we'll keep it short. I'm not going to loop this track again. James Horner's music from Battle Beyond the Stars, an expanded version will be coming out through Entrada Records. And then Andrew Scott Bell's music from See You Next Christmas. So the holiday soundtracks are coming out, and some of the radio stations have already switched formats. Music by Andrew Scott Bell will be independently released. And those are merely some of your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. Now, originally I was going to bring this up for Juneteenth, but uh, this sort of floated back to the radar and it felt apt to play it. And this comes out through Jalopy Records, although it has some association with the University of Mississippi's book publishing arm. 
I had the notes somewhere, and they're missing. I'm bringing up the University Press of Mississippi. Along with a soundtrack, there is a companion full-length book that explores the music associated with the songs of slavery and emancipation, dealing with everything dating back as far back as 1800 and others as late as the outbreak of the American Civil War. This allows us slowly to start zigzagging in the 1920s, although we'll hop over to some recent music before we get into 1923 properly here. But from Songs of Slavery and Emancipation, here's Eli Smith with To the White People of America. Over this wide extended country Hear the solemn echoes roll For a long and weary century Those cries have gone from pole to pole See the white man sway his scepter In one hand he holds the rod hand the scripture and says that he's a man of God hear ye that morning tis your brother's cry oh ye wicked men take warning the day will come when you shining through this mighty Christian land while four million slaves all pining and dying neath the tyrant's hand see the blood-stained Christian banner followed by a host of saints Sing Hosanna, we hear the dying slaves complaints. Hear ye that morning, Anglo sons of God. Oh, ye hypocrites, take warning and shun your sable brother. Legislative members, few there are with humane souls. Though they speak in tones of thunder, against sins which they cannot control. Women's rights and annexation is the topic by the way while poor Africa's sable nation for mercy cry both night and day hear that morning tis a solemn sound 
God will send his judgment down Tell us not of distant island Never will we colonize Send us not to British highlands For this is neither just nor wise us equal rights and chances, all the rights of citizens, and as light and truth advances, we'll show you that we all are men. Hear ye that morning, tis your brother. Judgment Day will come by and by. Old growth forests matter. Join us in supporting the Arasks Ferry Creek Blockade. Indigenous communities have been on the front lines of the logging disasters in BC, and we are calling on all land offenders to help us save the last of Canada's old growth forests. You can donate online through the Climate Justice UBC Instagram page and through QR codes on flyers that have been posted throughout campus. For donations of sleeping bags, blankets, and clothing, there will be collection bins at Sprouts Cafe, located in the basement of the Life Building, and at the Center for Interactive Research on Sustainability, located at 2260 West Mall. Donation pickups will happen on October 30th, November 13th, and November 27th. For more information, go to Climate Justice UBC on Instagram. See you. 
Jane Birkin offered 2020 album Oh Pardon to Dormir. Oh, sorry, you're sleeping. We heard an ode to one of her favorite vices that was cigarettes. Jane Birkin died on July 16th this year at the age of 76. At the time, we marked more about what's going on. And of course, I'm looking at the flow of like, why did I pick a newer song with that? Well, we had some salunacy there with a little bit of piano that harkened back to associate with westerns behind me this is bobby hackett and his orchestra with their version of a quintessential part of 20s culture yeah from 1929 but this is appearing on a 1939 10-inch shellac is their version of ain't misbehaving song was part of the Broadway comedy musical from 1929, Connie's Hot Chocolates, later named Hot Chocolates, featuring orchestra director Louis Armstrong. He had trumpet and vocal solos during the performance, and this is where he built up his reputation in the midst of the Harlem Renaissance of the 1920s. That's how Satchmo became the person that we know. But let's dial it back six years prior to 1923. Sometimes I would talk about some of the films that won awards at the time, but the Oscars didn't, were an event in the 1930s. No one was really sure if these moving pictures, or one weird slang term I picked up as I was researching things, moon pictures. No one was sure if it was going to catch on or whatnot. But highest grossest film in 1923 was the Cecil DeMille's version of the Ten Commandments. Although DeMille has a bit of a reputation history to deal with based on one particular film. But one thing I'll note, which is a great watch, is Harold Lloyd's film, Safety Last. Excellent physical comedy there. And throughout some of the segues here, we'll talk about 1923 and culture, but let's get into the music. 
And I was skimming through the Internet Archive trying to find appropriate music, but of course with news of the world right now, it felt appropriate to hearken back to 100 years ago with relevant topics. So we're going to get a Yiddish song here by Joe Feldman and Jay Feldman. And I think there's a bit of a German element to this. So we associate Yiddish with Israel. Israel wasn't founded officially yet, at least in its modern form. So this tarkens to what we kind of know and what's going on in the news right now. Here's Joe and Jay Feldman with the Palestine song here on Exploding Hippies. Ay, 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 ay,
We heard Alexander Koshets in the Ukrainian National Chorus performing Stadzensko's hymn called In the Jordan. Of course, there's a lot of things happening in Jordan since it's right next to Israel and Palestine. Of course, there's still a lot happening in Ukraine. Point, it's hard to keep fully on the latest. Sounds like Ukrainians have been able to push back, push back against the Russian forces, start reclaiming some of the territory even leading up to the border, but there's a lot of news going on in the world right now. So everything that's happening with Israel and Palestine has pushed Ukraine a little bit off. Of course, we're not really keeping track of things like what's happening in Afghanistan and South Sudan. I've run into friends that are detailing more about what's happening based on their connections and tough times ahead are kind of going on right now as well, not just ahead, but we'll muddle through somehow. In the background, this is Misha Elman, famous violinist, joined by Joseph Bonim, person known as Millocker, and then Felix Wintermitz, and off of a 1923 shellac. As most of this is, this is their version of the Blue Lagoon. Not necessarily associated with the film that came out at that time, which most of us know, mostly the 1980s version. But, of course, midst of what humans are doing on Earth, the Earth is doing its own wonderful stuff because the Blue Lagoon is the name of a famous spa in Iceland. And it's had to shut down along with most of the southwest part of the country. And somehow I'm sure the airport's dealing with some functional issues. Since earthquakes are rumbling because it is on a fault, and Iceland is mostly volcanic, and surprise, a volcano might be forming. So, yet again, Iceland may spew lava into the ocean, but, of course, more distractingly, might spew ash into the atmosphere. I don't know, maybe we all have to go inside and stay put. Other stuff that was happening in 1923, well, if you think about the television... There were a lot of patents at the time trying to figure out what's going on, but Charles Jenkins demonstrates the first true television with moving pictures with a 48-line moving silhouette images transmitted at 16 frames per second from Washington to Anacostia Navy Station. Otherwise, on the animation front, the whole bunch of Felix the Cat shorts came out, but importantly, on October 16th, the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio was founded by Walt and Roy O. Disney. And in radio news... Well, in 1923, you can tell the Canadians were busy with it as the midst of the Canadian National Railway's CNR radio network was being built up. A bit of a precursor to the CBC. Um, a whole bunch of local broadcasts were trying to figure out how to transmit hockey games over the air. At some point in Toronto, they managed to air the third period of an Ontario Hockey League intermediate playoff game. But eventually, they figured out how to broadcast a complete show. March 14th, Pete Parker calls the first ice hockey game between Regina and Edmonton at the Western Canadian Hockey League. And March 22, Hockey Night in Canada makes its first broadcast in Toronto. But yes, at some point, let's talk about the music of 1923. Let's play a big hit that came out, originally written by Frank Silver, riffing on a Greek fruit salesperson in New York that would always say yes about whatever was going on, just indicating, you know, obviously a bit of a language barrier, but it's turned into a popular song that's kind of persisted all this time. And this version is done by Harry Blake, and it kind of deals with some grammar that people 
trip up over with positives and negatives all the time. So here is Harry Blake with one of many covers that came out in 1923 of Yes, We Have No Bananas. thing about that song is if you look at the top selling albums or top selling singles of 1923 there are four different versions of that song in all its crudity and weird stereotypes that happened there but it was so popular it spawned a sequel the (laughs) is a sequel though i have to find the title here because it disappeared because it makes no sense but yes it doesn't start with yes. I've got the yes. No. We have no bananas blues. I added an extra no in there. Anyways, I'm not sure if it's indicative necessarily of everything that was going on. Top selling, at, or at least the most popular recording in 1923. Paul Wyman and his orchestra was originally parade of wooden soldiers. Anyways, let's listen to something a little bit better here going to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. 
All right, this medley is confusing me because everything I heard clearly was just the instrumental bits, but this will set the tone anyways and clean up a little bit of the surface noise from a whole bunch of 78s that appeared on the Internet Archive. Originally off of the Walking to Noray Orleans compilation that came out a while ago. Of course, I wrote 1923 because this is when the song came out, but... Walking to New Orleans, a history of the Crescent City Piano Pioneers, 1923 to 1949. We're here at Cali Vassar, along with Richard M. Jones with original stomps. Because one of the cool things about 1923 is that there's explosion recordings featuring all manners of African-American musicians. Also from New Orleans, Jelly Roll Morton, who just missed the cut I was, was going to play here. And you have other acts like Louis Armstrong, which I referred to earlier as part of Ain't Misbehaving. You have folks like Bessie Smith, Ida Cox, and Joe King Oliver. Behind me, this is Dorothy Praveen along with Pinky and her Playboys. And this is a medley from an ABC TV, TV drama from that aired in 1960 to 1962 called The Roaring Twenties. This is a medley of hard-hearted Hannah singing in the bathtub in California. Here I come. The Roaring Twenties starred Rex Reason, Donald May, and Dorothy Praveen about newspaper reporters in New York who write about crime and they hang out in a nightclub where all songs came out. Various covers throughout. All the music was arranged by Sandy Courage, later known as Alexander Courage, most famous for his theme to the original Star Trek series. Let's listen to me not talk over some more music from the Roaring Twenties. This will be Dorothy Praveen singing along with Pinky Ear Playboys. We'll start off with an instrumental known as the Charleston. Then we'll hear Doing the Raccoon and then Black Bottom.
this is somebody's favorite show. Hi, Dan Shakespeare here. You know, for most of the stuff that I play, you probably think that I'm much older. But you know what? Most of you are probably way off because I'm only 23 years old. Tune into the Shakespeare show between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. It's songs from before the 1920s to alternative stuff today. Plus jokes and riddles. All sorts of fun stuff. Just put any, put any of it on your iTunes if you need to. Pretty soon it'll be coming out on it'll be coming out on albums. From her re-score 
the 1923 film A Chapter in Her Life. That was Alexander Harwood from 2021 with Prologue. Harwood is a British composer widely heard in the latest TV adaptation of All Creatures Great and Small for PBS and the British Channel 5. As for A Chapter in Her Life, it came out in 1923, directed by Lois Weber. And it's based on the novel Jewel, A Chapter in Her Life by Clara Louise Burnham, starring Claude Gillingwater and Jane Mercer, and a story about a young granddaughter who stayed with her grizzled, angry grandfather, where her parents are overseas on business, as anger and squabbling amongst the family are brought to heal through love, understanding, and just to show you how weird 1923 is, the teachings of Christian science through Jewel's pure, sweet love for others, trust in divine love so yeah somehow we're making fun of greek food hawkers and embracing science in a fascinating way and the background from a few months ago from the score to the tv series 1923 this is brian tyler with the 1923 opus 1923 this TV series, not the year, is a sequel to a prequel, 1883, to a TV series that a lot of dads would like. Yellowstone. Oh, I'm definitely more in the dad age right now if I think about my dad watches. There's not a lot of watching right now. Anyways, all of those are part of the Taylor Sheridan shared multiverse, as it were, through the Paramount Plus series. And 1923 stars Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford with a bit of a cameo sometimes from Timothy Dalton. The first season started airing last December, and a second season is due shortly. But let's talk about music kind of from 1923. This gets even further complicated, because again, all the films from 1923 were mostly silent, so any accompaniment that happened was done either live by acts there, or then people just sort of rolled with kind of like the prefab rolled honky-tonk piano, as it were. But the silent films allow for a lot of exploration because you can almost rescore it in many ways. A famous one is like Metropolis from 1927 or so. The Fritz Lang film, multiple rescores, including a famous one from 1982 by Giorgio Moroder. And sometimes places like the Rio Theater or the Vancouver Cinematheque will feature a silent film and then a band, either a local band or a touring one, that will do its own score with it. For this, we're going to go to 1923, a Charlie Chaplin film called The Pilgrim. It's a short. It's only 46 minutes long. He directed it, wrote it, starred in it. And for a 1959 review featuring all manners of shorts, Charlie Chaplin wrote the score for it. So we're going to listen to elements of this 1959 score to a 1923 film done by the original director. And we'll kick off with a track sung by Matt Monroe. A British singer probably most famous for doing the James Bond theme, Thunderball. I'm wrong. From Russia with Love. <laughs> I'm like, I normally write these down for going off the top of my head, but yeah. From Russia with Love. Anyways, here's Charlie Chaplin doing the music for his own film, The Pilgrim. Matt Monroe sings here. This will be Band for Texas. We'll see how many songs we get in through here. We started a little late based on a live band playing, but... As a spoiler alert, we'll be doing a rerun of the jazz show with Gavin Walker, so I'll get that ready shortly. But here, it's Charlie Chaplin on Exploding Head Movies. 
Tired of the city of smoke, stack and steel. I'm tired of the grind of the factory wheel. I'm spreading my wings and I'm ready to fly to the land of a wide open sky. I'm bound for Texas, bound for Texas, bound for Texas land to hear the moo and rattle of snakes and cattle. I'm bound for Texas land. I'll work on a ranch where there's plenty of sun. My horse and my saddle, my rope and gun. I'll ride on the prairie, my face to the sky, and the rest of the world can go by. I'm bound for Texas, bound for Texas, bound for Texas land.
from the score to his film, The Pilgrim, as redone in 1959. We heard Charlie Chaplin, first with Matt Monroe singing Bound for Texas, then we heard The Deacon Presents, The Collection Hymn, David and Goliath, and then Bringing Back the Bacon. Definitely going on a bit of a Warner's Brothers kind of riff there. And the plot, if you're curious, well, Charlie Chaplin is an escaped convict, and he steals a minister's clothes to replace his prison uniform, winds up in Devil's Gulch, Texas, and everyone thinks he is a pastor. So, at some point, he's involved in doing a wedding, a sermon, and then where he ends up boarding, he ends up falling with love with a person, and it's the last time that Charlie Chaplin acted with Edna Purveyance. Then people from Chaplin's past show up, they start impersonating other people, and a whole bunch of misunderstandings occurred. Classic kind of Chaplin standing up through. Four great reels as it was advertised. It originally came out in February 1923. That's going to be it for Exploding Head Moves for this week. Coming up very soon, it's a repeat episode of The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and it will take you to around midnight or so. Please stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. If you missed any of this week's episode, please visit the Exploding Head Movies show page at www.citr.ca. Live listeners will soon see the posted play sheet, and hopefully I get the audio cues lined appropriately so that the podcast is ready to go right away, but we'll see. If you have any questions, you can email anytime at radiofreegack at gmail.com. On Mastodon is 100 air at mass.to. We're on the meta social media as well. It's fine. Next week, well, I almost scared myself when the hard drive acted up weird today at home, but everything's good to go. Copacetic and whatnot. So since hip-hop and rap turned 50 years old this year, we'll try to do an all-hip-hop episode. It'll be a little confusing. I think it's mostly in the cards, but I gotta see how the playlist panned out. And we'll focus on some 80s classics. Thinking wild style. We'll see how things go. Otherwise, it's to catch up on films like Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and then Time's Ticking, because the annual counter-Christmas Carol episode has to be dealt with. And since Monday falls on Christmas Day this year, or maybe Christmas Day falls on Monday, that's how it works, uh, I won't make a new episode for that day. We'll just play that again. So we'll just dig up a past episode that's off the current podcast reel from there. Behind me, looping, this is Masahiro Takahashi, Japanese composer now based in Toronto. That's what the pandemic did. Off of this year's album Humid Sun, this is Fantasy and Soy Sauce. And we'll close with something from Vienna, Austria. It'll be painted on silent blue from the 2023 album This Life. We'll hear when autumn comes. You have been listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 1, 1.9 FM in Vancouver. Please remember to keep calm, be kind. Just think about what others are going through. Otherwise, it's 23 Skidoo. Let's blouse. I'll see you in seven. Come